This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, May the 2nd, 2016. Hey, it's that time again. It's Monday, the Patriot Radio News Hour. And the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild because they love that information so much. What do we do here? The physical delivery of gold and silver. I'm not going to tell you. I told you so. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Hey, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. My name's Homer Lopez. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour. And you can, you know what? Check it out online, allamericangold.com. Check out the product, order. Just get the news to disturb the comfortable or... If you want to find out what today's special is before Joe even announced it, give us a call at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Wendy is here to answer your questions. Take your phone call. Just be a friend to you if you need her. But be, to be honest, she just wants to take your order and, you know, make money. You know, because you've got to pay the rent. i pay the rent. What do we do? Well, let, let, listen, Joe, we've kind of had a different opening today. How are you on this Monday? Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. It's, it's a, a start of a new month. May is upon us. And uh, Cinco de Mayo right around the corner. Right around the corner. here because I don't. <laughs> it's another one of those holidays that we like to. I, th- I always look at it like the, the St. Paddy's Day. Just another excuse for people midday, midweek to have a bender. You know what I'm saying, people? That's well, you need a break from reality. I know that. Well, I mean, it seems like that's what we promote in this country. But I don't know. I don't know if, if you follow sports. Wow, the D-back got shellacked by Colorado. Three they may as well just stay in a row. Stay on the road. They can't win at home. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. But uh, anyway, we got a lot of ground to cover uh, as we catch up on what happened over the weekend. We had a few... Uh, financial reports come out, nothing too major. Uh, gold up another $7, right right, right on the precipice of $1,300. It's been as high as uh, $1,305 this morning. Silver uh, flirting with $18 to the ounce. And I actually, I wanted to see if, if gold was, fairly priced or not. And what I did is I decided to take the the most extreme or what I'd say the worst case scenario, which is when gold hit $1,900, the dollar index, you know, the when we say the dollar was up or the dollar was down today, uh, like today, the dollar's down today, uh, it's against a basket of currencies. Uh, the pound sterling, the yen, the euro are the primary players. I guess one of these times, I guess they're going to have to put the renminbi in the basket. Uh, they they haven't done that yet. But they got the, the dollar index got to 72. And what that meant was when they they took the averages, you know, we got to remember the euro at one point was almost at a dollar and a half. You almost needed a dollar fifty for one euro. Um, and gold was 1900 The dollar, this was 2011. And, of course, that was when we announced QE3 and the Fed was buying everything and Wall Street was going to be okay. 
the dollar went all the way back to 100. It actually went a little higher, but I'm going to only give it 100. Which made it a 38, almost 39% move. Gold went down to 1,050 during that same time period, which was a 44, almost 45% move to the downside. Now, a lot of times, and we tell you all the time, you know, the dollar and gold, gold's a hedge against that dollar, against the value of that dollar, right? Against the meddling of the central bank. You know, when you start to, when you really put it into perspective, it's just saying, hey, you know what, just in case, just in case you guys are wrong, which at least lately you've been wrong a lot, you've got something put away. Now, if it would have tracked the dollar precisely, gold should have only went to about 1163 bucks, But it overshot it by a little, by, by just over $100. This morning, the dollar was down to 92.75. It's actually fallen a little more, but I did the calculation on 9275 and gold right now sitting right about $1,300 to the ounce. Uh, should be about 1353 So when you hear people talking about uh, overvalued, undervalued, and, and we talk about that a lot in the stocks, how they're overvalued or undervalued, right now when I look at things, gold is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. And I think we've entered this new era where I've been trying to tell you, I've been trying to warn you, trying to help you to get ready for what is coming next, which isn't going to be more rate hikes. It's actually going to be more rate cuts or more quantitative easing, more stimulus of some sort, more government spending of some sort, and it's going to be more pressure on the U.S. dollar. So when we sit here and we look at it, I still say this morning, if gold went up another 50 bucks today, it would just get back to where it probably should be at, at a dollar that it's at 92 in change. But I just thought that was very interesting because it really highlights, truly highlights exactly what it is that gold does for you. You know, it, it really is the ultimate hedge against the Federal Reserve note. And when you sit there and you look at things like the Federal Reserve four months ago, now five months ago, telling you we were going to get 3% GDP in the first quarter and we only get a half, kind of makes sense that the dollar is starting to lose ground, doesn't it? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. So as we were closing last week, there were three issues, at least when it came to debt, that needed our attention. The first was Portugal. The major rating services in the United States, and there's three, S&P, Moody's, and Fitch, all have Portugal as junk. All the Portuguese debt is 
And then when you know when you get the junk status, the likelihood is not going to get paid. But there is one, and it was in a, some obscure Canadian ratings agency. Apparently, they have enough clout to where they're the last remaining agency that hasn't put Portugal into junk status. And really, what that means is Portugal would be unable to borrow at favorable rates if this last and final rating agency downgraded it. And Friday was the day that they were speculating it was going to happen. Portugal has avoided the bullet, at least for temporarily, as they did not uh, put it into junk status. Uh, then, then it was Atlantic City. They were going to default on a bond payment that was due yesterday because it fell on a Sunday. They had until 10 o'clock this morning to make the payment, and, and apparently they did. Cash-strapped uh, cash Atlantic City, they said they scraped together enough money to make the $1.8 million bond payment this morning narrowly avoiding becoming the first municipality in the state of New Jersey to default since the Great Depression. Uh, according to the mayor, the payment was made at 10 a.m., and I guess they had until, I thought they had till 10. Apparently they had till 11. An hour before a news conference at which he came out swinging against the proposed uh, state takeover of Atlantic City's financial uh, finances. He says, financially, we're running on fumes. We are teetering on the edge. Apparently, the city got some tax payments uh, Monday morning that allowed it to make the payment. And then the third one was Puerto Rico. They did not make their payment today. Uh, Puerto Rico's governor announced that it will not make a three. And I, Now, numbers vary here. This report's got $370 million. I know they owed $420 million total, uh, but maybe it was two different entities. But the $370 million bond payment due today will not be made. Uh, Puerto Rico says that it is suspending payments on the debt owned by the island's government development bank. A default that will promptly uh, prompt lawsuits from creditors. And, of course, Puerto Rico is looking for a taxpayer bailout. And I guess if they, if they, can t if they miss enough default payments, that's what's going to happen. I mean, we can sit there and say that it's not, uh, but the realities are once you start, you know, you start thinking about, we, we talk about sports authority. You know, they're closing all their stores. Yeah, it's right. not a restructure. They're they're liquidating. They're liquidating. Uh, we were in Sports Chalet, by the way, this weekend, which is liquidating. Two, uh, two stores just, we're done. Over 500, but, but Sports Authority was making $27 million a month in rent payments. One Portugal bond payment was $370 million. That was just one of them. And you start thinking about the depth at which the debt is started to pile up, not up only on municipalities. Did you see Detroit today? The entire Detroit school district shut down today. All the teachers called in sick, and, the, and it all comes down to, to money. 
They're well, broke. I you know, and this is a city that already filed bankruptcy. Well, I heard something was going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a bad case of the brokenness. <laughs> the, the bad case. Yes, the brokenness flu has broken out. And, and then we talk about Chicago. We talk about Illinois. We talk about Portugal, Greece. I mean, the, you just start adding to the list. I think they need some type of vaccine because that's a bad virus going around over there, man. And, and you're sitting there and you're thinking about... How is it that we are allegedly in this economic recovery when you really start to look really hard at the problem? It's a debt problem. So much debt, and all of it was predicated upon the future. Right? They, they loaned all of this money out. Now, of course, the funny thing is, is all these credit, creditors are going to sue Puerto Rico. They're going to sue Atlantic City. They're going to get taken over by the state. And then once the state goes broke, I guess, what, the federal government takes them over after that? What about the people that lent them the money? You know what I'm saying? Because let's face it. They, they lent the money, and then they sell it, right? They sell these bonds to you and I. They're in your pension funds. They're in your retirement account, right? And they tell you, don't worry. We'll be able to do this. You know what? You're going to get, we're going to get you 7, 8, 9, 10% return on your money, right? And then a few years go by, and maybe you got 6 or 5 few years more go by and all of a sudden that return is two or three the financial crisis hit and it's negative right and 20 years later they're sitting there and they're wondering what happened right where's where did all the money go and this is really the next leg of the problem Right, the first leg of the problem was they took everybody's houses, right? Right, We lost homes by the million. We lost jobs by the million. The next leg now is we're going to see the defaults occur within the cities, the counties, the states, and, of course, the countries. And this is all the next step in the process. Look at what's going on in Japan. We've been talking about Japan for a while. I don't know if you've noticed. You know their stock market lost 1,200 points in the last two, between Friday and today. Lost 1,200 points, which is about almost 7% in 48 hours. And you start to realize that the real problem is a debt problem. All the instruments that they've told you to buy. Everything that they've told you you need to own is debt. Right? You turn, you put your money into the bank. You unknowingly, well, some, some of us know now, you decided to lend your money to the bank. Warren Buffett was on TV today. I don't know if you saw that. But uh, Warren Buffett was out on television, and somebody actually asked Warren Buffett, about negative interest rates and what would happen if negative interest rates came to the United States 
and this is what I've been warning people on, I actually think this is what's going to happen, that the banks are going to start charging money for you to put money into the bank. You know, instead instead of the, hey, open up an account and get a free toaster, right, that's long gone. That doesn't happen anymore. It's now open your account and uh, we'll just take a little bit out of it for you. He said, uh, here's what Buffett's answer was. On CNBC Today, they asked billionaire Warren Buffett, would he consider taking money out of the banks, especially if negative interest rates resulted in customers being charged to park their money? His answer, there could be a point where you'd really want to start withdrawing currency, Buffett said. If currency in a bank is worth less than currency in your hand, that could produce something in the way of a behavior that is a different world. You'd have a lot of money in euros. You'd be better off putting your money under your mattress than in a bank. And and here's the thing, and this is my whole point. They're going to make sure that doesn't happen first. So think about this. Okay, just is it coincidence that Warren Buffett, you know, obviously Warren Buffett comes on TV, you know, once a quarter. And of course, it was the big Brookshire Hathaway uh shareholder meeting. But do you think it was coincidence that they asked him today publicly? Hey, what do you think about the negative rates? Right, because we already know that we're negative in Japan. We're negative in Europe. Matter of fact, I want to say, what is it, a couple of days from today, the Eurozone's going to vote on whether or not to get rid of the 500-euro note. But do you think that that it would be coincidence where Warren Buffett said, boy, that would really change things, that, Money in your hand would be worth more than the money in the bank. Now, right now, whether you know it or not, that is exactly what the Japanese are saying. That is exactly what the ECB is saying. They're saying it right now just to the bank. Hey, listen, bank, Japanese bank, European bank, If you leave money overnight with us, the central bank, we will charge you just a small little bit. Just a little bit we're going to charge you, at least for now. And the little bit keeps growing. And eventually I tell you that once it gets enough, the banks are in turn going to start charging the depositors. And anybody that doesn't think that, I I don't know what to say to you. Every time there's a fee, look at the airline. Up think you know, now there's a baggage fee, there's a check-in fee, there's a extra legroom fee. I mean, you name it, there's a fee. There's a security fee for the TSA. The banks, have you seen your bank statements? I know, I can't even look at the bank statements here. You know, as a small business owner, 
so difficult. You know, at the end, you know, at the end of the day, right? You want to figure out what is my cost, and there are certain things that are simple, right? The rent is simple. The uh, the cost of goods. I mean, it changes every day, but I know generally about what it you know what it's costing when I when I book products. I know what my cost is. Right, I, I, I know what my labor costs are going to be, and that rarely changes. You know, we, you know what Wendy may have take a day off here or there, and it gets a little less. Uh, this week, as an example, she's going to work an extra day, be a little bit more. But then you start looking at all these other things that you never really think. You know, we know what the phone bill is going to be, right? We know what the the power bill, the can charges, all this stuff, roughly. But then you start digging into all of these things and all the fees that are on my bank statement and all of, and it just adds up. Four or five dollars here, nine dollars here, twelve dollars for this. You know, sending wires now is turning into a whole production on itself. And now the wire fees are all up everywhere and every bank follows the other. And you're sitting there, and you don't think the banks are going to pass the cost on. Of course they are. But how do they prevent the money in the mattress problem that Warren Buffett talked about? We'll discuss that one next. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Homer Lopez. As uh, in the marketplace, you just never know whether it's coming or going, and that's why you tune into this show because the man behind the show, Joe Jaquin, invests his time, even some of his personal time, just to keep his finger on the pulse of the market and what we call delivering economics with attitude. And no different talking about Warren Buffett, Uncle Warren. I just find it so interesting that Berkshire Hathaway and, and uh, you know, are we headed towards uh, what, what you've discuss, been discussing with China and how their their positioning power is in the in their market? Well, you know what, I, I'll tell you this. So here's what caught my attention about Warren Buffett. First of all, he he essentially, and 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 granted, Warren Buffett will very positively said things aren't so good. You know all the, you know the, he's a huge owner in a lot of different companies, a lot of major companies across America. He owns a, a lot of the railroads and IBM, and matter of fact, he announced that they've never sold the share of IBM in their life, and they they owned it at about a hundred and seventy some dollars. It's about a hundred and forty right now. Their stock uh, not doing so well, but uh, don't worry, he's not selling. He may buy more. But he was talking, they were asking about negative rates. And he said that, yes, that would be a problem if you said that money in your hand was worth more than money in the bank. And that potentially could lead to people having money in their mattress. And... The funny thing is, is 
my my feeling is that this is already, you know, what what is the horse has left the barn, right? The cat's out of the bag, so to speak. All of those, uh, what do they call those metaphors? Metaphors, and uh, they've already thought of all of this. This is why, in my opinion, this this war on cash is is so prevalent now. You know, think about how far it's already come. Right? You can't even put money into your can't even put cash into your bank without them asking for ID. You can't even make a cash payment on a lot of your credit cards, a lot of your debt. You can't do it. Now, you can't go into J.P. Morgan Chase, hey, I want to pay my credit card and hand them cash. They don't want it. Then they got uh, former guys, uh, Larry Summers, who is almost the new head of the Federal Reserve, talking about outlawing $100 bills. We got the ECB this week going to talk about outlawing the $500 bill and $500 euro note. And, and you think about every year, it creeps a little closer and a little closer and a little closer. You know, it's the same thing about all of us who want to ensure that we have rights when it comes to guns. Because we know, you bend just a little bit, and then next thing you know, it's a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And this is already happening. So Warren Buffett, I, Warren Buffett, he already knows. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the cash and the mattress problem, but don't worry. They're working on that. There won't be any more cash in the mattress. And they'll use whatever they need to use to get it done. Terrorism, right? Drugs, you name it, uh, money laundering, right? Everybody, you know, let's face it, anybody that uses cash, there's got to be something wrong with it, right? In the mainstream media, and they pound you to death with using your phone for every, right? Oh, just wipe your phone. Apple Pay, right? And all this other stuff. And and it's great. It's wonderful. But unfortunately. What you don't hear is the negative effect of all of these wonderful things. Is it convenient? You bet. Do we use our debit card? Sure we do. Right? It's easy. Right? It's now faster to use your debit card at the Circle K than it is to pay cash. But you sit there and you think about what does it all really mean? What are we really giving up? Now, the first one that comes to mind is an easy one, right? Well, that data gets recorded somewhere. Right? All of those purchases, they go somewhere, right? We know for a fact that the supermarket, they could come out and they could give you a detailed profile of your spending habits. And you could even pay cash, but if you want those discounts, right, the club card. Right, you, oh, well, you want to save 20 cents? 
Well, then you need to punch it in your club card. So they can have a detailed printout of all the things that you buy. Your spending habits. Your spending habits, and they know it all. Right? Whether it's Kroger or Safeway, Walmart, they all got them. So we know that. Right? We know. Man, they're really... They're really digging in here, privacy-wise. You know, you think about, we talked about Big Brother, right? And, and of course, we were just idiot wackos, didn't know what the heck we were talking about. And now you look today, and it, it's worse than even we thought it was going to be. I mean, I really never thought to get to the point that they could tell you not only that you like to buy gum, but what flavor you like and what brand you like. You know, the, the one that bugs me the most is uh, you go up to buy a product and they go, can we get your phone number or can we get your zip code? And most people feel like they're obligated because we're like sheep, okay? Instead of saying, no, nah, no, that's okay, it's a donut. I'm just buying a donut. We don't need to really have, you know, a, a huge exchange of information here. Here's my dollar and a quarter. <laughs> Let me go. Let my people go. Okay? <laughs> I don't need you to take my zip code on a donut. But here's the real, the real side of this, which is the the and really it's really the the more painful side, which is they're going to eliminate cash. And and listen to my to my verbiage here. I'm not saying that they may or someday they are and because part of the issue and you see it now playing out is the negative rates and having the cash in hand being worth more than the cash in the bank the only way to fix that is to make sure there's no cash in hand Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break Welcome back to the Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592, and really talking about money. And I and it really, Warren Buffett said it better than, I'm, than I've ever said it, which is negative rates essentially mean that money in your hand is worth more than money in the bank. And this is where our central planners, our central bankers are taking us. And the funny thing is, is you won't hear anybody talk about it. Because they don't want you to know what the real implications are. Right now, as a company like mine, we deposit too much money into our bank accounts or too much cash, they start charging us. And I want to say it's anything over $10,000 a month, which we go over every month. So money already is worth more to me in my hand than it is in the bank. 
And a lot of you small business owners listening going, right, either you didn't know that and you're going to go check your statement and you're going to start using four-letter words when you see that I'm right. Or you do know that and we just accept it because what can we do? Well, I cannot not have a bank account. And what Warren Buffett is really letting people know because if you believe for one thing Warren Buffett's going to take his money out of the bank, you're crazy because he buys debt with it. That's all he does. But he's saying that the only problem that would, would arise would be a bank run. Ask the Japanese. Because a lot of the Japanese, that's what they're doing right now. Because they're worried that the bank's going to keep going negative and eventually they're going to start getting charged. And then, of course, if everybody starts withdrawing their money out of the bank, what happens? (laughs) The bank goes under. So before that gets too far down the line, they're going to make sure that that problem no longer exists. And the real simple answer is to just say there is no more cash. From now on, you can either pay with a credit card or a check. And I wonder, you know, how long until the checks are around. Even today, you know, the, the banks want us to input all the credit card data online, which we refuse. They want us to enter all of our checks online, right? You know, the, 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 the supermarkets already got us checking out our own groceries. They certainly do. <laughs> right, right. The banks are trying to get you to be your own teller. The restaurants have us cleaning our own tables. <laughs> they, they, well, you're right, the fast food ones, sure, yeah. Pretty right. soon you're going to be changing your own oil. <laughs> oh, you don't want me doing that. That'll be a messy proposition. But, but you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, that sounds crazy. We wouldn't stand for it. And then you start thinking about all the things that we already allow them to do. Think about how many of you don't use cash. Think about how many purchases where you just get out the plastic. Right? Everything that's online, how does that work? Right? Who's the big who's the biggest company around right now? Amazon. Amazon this and Amazon that. It's all on that's all electronic. And they'll sit there and they'll be able to justify it and the banks will be able to justify it. It's just it's too expensive. I mean, counting deposit, you know, the cash deposit, that's too hard. That requires labor. We don't want to do any of that. And the real, but, you know, and, and you see, the, but that's the one of those, I'll call it the ancillaries, right? That's like the stores knowing what you buy. Right? If they really, really wanted to, they could do a whole little, uh, I don't detailed report on your entire house. This house at this address, this is what they buy 
every single month. And you think about today and how much you guys and we, when I say you guys, all of us have to use the system that they provide us. And they know everything about us. And they're sitting there, and they're going to take the last final step, not because they want to know more about it. Let's face it. They already know plenty. They already know 90% of everything you buy and everything you do at your house just because of the, the everything that we, we do is tracked. And it's in some data warehouse somewhere. And then you got the little, like today, you know, this weekend, my son had a basketball tournament, right? Maybe he gave the, the, the club coach the fee in cash. Oh, here's $40. Or maybe you paid the $8 to get into the basketball game in cash, right? But uh, but when you really, when you watch this, all the places, they all take the, their debit cards now, and then you write a check to the club and what have you. But we're already almost there. So the real reason they're going to get rid of it is simply because they want to prevent you from being able to take your money out of the system when they go into your bank account to levy a little cash tax on you. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, that Steve Miller band playing right there, and I don't know if you watched it this weekend, but it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Steve Miller was inducted. I did not I did not know that. It Congratulations. kind of cool to watch, and I love that kind of stuff. You know me, I like the rock and roll music. So we were talking about the the fact that this is the path that we're headed down where cash on hand will be worth more than cash in the bank. And really, the only real solution is to prevent there from being cash on hand. And this is the the steps and the progression that we're going down. And you simply kind of follow the bouncing ball. And you kind of see that all of that stuff is, it makes pretty good sense, doesn't it? When you start figuring how far we've come. You know, the... The the stores, you know, every store, we don't accept anything larger than a $20 bill, right? You know, and <laughs> when you drive up to Jack in the Box to pick up your taco, <laughs> sorry, we don't accept anything bigger than $20 bill. Oh, that's a shame. I know, I know the bill is $43, but neither here nor there. But this is just the next leg in the process to revaluation. See, because ultimately, none of this debt is payable. You know, and actually Warren Buffett talked about a uh, talked about the euro, said that it's not going to work. It's going to fall apart. It can't exist in the form that it's in. You hear about the U.K. Uh, they've got a vote coming up this summer to leave the eurozone. Uh, even though they're, they don't have, they're not part of the eurozone currency, they're part of the rest of 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 the eurozone pact and then you start to understand 
that there is a war going on. The problem is, is you don't realize what the real war is, and the real war is how are, are your, you know, your money is under attack. Whether it's in the stock market, whether it's in your IRA, your 401k, whether it's simply in your bank account, you're in the bond market, your money is under attack. And the reality is it's under attack by our own central bank. The central bank who has a mandate to actually protect the value of that dollar. And they really want to do the exact opposite. And this is why you put some gold and you put some silver away. Today we've got 50 $5 Liberty gold pieces. These are the 1866 to 1907 series great fractional gold material $385 a piece or $380 a piece excuse me you save $15 per coin uh, we have 50 of them available at 800 951 that is our toll free number uh, gold's up 7 at 1297 uh, silver's actually down $0.10 cents right now, $12.68. Uh, the Dow is up 70 points. The NASDAQ and the S&P are higher as well. Crude oil is down again. The news that the OPEC countries are pumping like crazy. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.